0: Welcome to this week's episode of Sports and Comedy with Connor. There's a lot to talk about this week, so let's get right into it. Hello everyone, my name is Connor and this is Sports and Comedy. Welcome to episode number four. If you've been here since the beginning, thank you for tuning in every week while I figure this whole thing out. And if it's your first time listening, then welcome. Welcome. If you enjoy, then leave a rating and review and tell a friend. If you don't, then just act like it didn't happen. It is Monday, March 1st, and uh, I'm sorry about the late upload, you guys. Um, I was in Kansas this weekend with my wife, hanging out with the in-laws, um, and I didn't have time to record a podcast during the weekdays. I did a strip and retent on my father-in-law's truck while I was there. Um, the old tent was all purple and scratched. I mean, it's a farm truck so you know they don't need perfection but you could barely even see out of it i had all my tools and materials packed up and ready to go it definitely needed a fresh set of film on it i replaced it with a nice 20 percent 3m fx premium that matched the factory tint that in the back perfectly i also got another window tinting drop out of the deal from a family friend so that's pretty sick while I was there, though, I also brought my 9mm, and my father-in-law let a, let me try out his Springfield XD9 to do a bit of shooting like I always try to. It's always so nice to get out there and shoot some shit. The in-laws got a bunch of bowling pins and lined them up, and I lined them up in different spots against the hill and shot from about 40 yards with a the 9mm. They were tougher than I thought. I mean, I was really hoping for an explosion of white powder. You know? I mean, what guy wouldn't love that? But they were made out of some kind of like wood or cork and the bullshit just kinda of went through and almost kind of resealed after they went through and it barely left any mark. I was very impressed. We were also celebrating my birthday with them this weekend. My actual birthday isn't until next weekend, and I'm really stoked about it. My wife and I have some pretty fun plans. We're thinking we're thinking about getting some hibachi um, as well as some plans with some of my folks on Saturday. I'm gonna be twenty eight. Um, it's weird to think I'm almost thirty, you know, I feel like when my generation were kids thirty year olds felt so old, you know I mean now we have people in their forties fighting and playing football I mean hell Lebron james is thirty six years old and averaging thirty five minutes and almost twenty six points a game. That was unheard of when I was like when I was younger I mean, and we got Tom Brady, obviously yoel remember Romero is forty four years old and still One of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. I'm definitely not any of those three. Anyways, let's get into the episode. On Tuesday morning this last week, Tiger Woods was involved in a single vehicle accident in Los Los Angeles that had him hospitalized and rushed into surgery. His vehicle hit a median and flipped 700 feet and ended up in the bush off the road in a ditch. I mean his vehicle was so mangled it was assumed the jaws of life were used to remove him from the vehicle. The the photos were so gruesome man. I mean at first glance you you assume anyone in that accident would be dead. You don't expect anyone to survive that. Tiger Woods is lucky to be alive. The craziest part about this to me was how the media treated the situation. I mean, as soon as the, na- the news broke, the national media, as well as the local Denver sports radio that I was listening to at the time, all asked the same question, if Tiger Woods was drunk or high or on something at the time of the accident. That didn't sit well with me for a couple of reasons. First of all, why does the media feel the need to find the most salacious angle to a story possible, rather than just pointing out the facts? Why speculate on something like that? Why, why already go out there and assume the worst in someone? Tiger Woods was once the most dominant athlete in the world. Whose fall from grace was celebrated by so many people. Tiger Woods' crime was cheating on his wife. Now we all agree that that's horrible. Reprehensible. You should never, ever, ever do that. But does that ruin his legacy in golf? And honestly, are we surprised? I mean, he was a millionaire who had women throwing it at him. The weird part was that obviously it was with like Perkins waitresses and stuff. I mean, it's horrible. You should never do it. I would never do that. But I mean, I imagine it's tough to be Tiger Woods. No one can relate to that secondly why is it that the media can speculate on Tiger Woods being under the influence during his accident but once the facts come out proving this to be untrue there's no apology from these tv anchors and radio hosts I mean yeah there's no apology there's no backtracking there's nothing I've become pretty tired of the way that journalists Look for the best story, even if it means destroying someone's character. Tiger just can't catch a break, man. Anyways, over the weekend before that, Derek, the black beast, my balls was hot, Lewis knocked out Curtis Razor Blades on fight night with an epic uppercut in the UFC. Derek Lewis has a special place in my heart, man. His balls was hot fight was the first MMA fight my wife ever saw. That was then obviously followed up by the Karl McGregor versus Khabib ass-whooping and brawl and mayhem that followed. I assume next for Derek Lewis will be the winner of Bay and Francis. I don't love either matchup for him, but he has improved a lot recently. I mean, he went from a fighter who only had a right hand. A right hand that could kill most people. But he went from a fighter who only had a right hand to someone... Much more well-rounded. His takedown defense has gotten very good, which you saw in this Curtis Blades fight. I mean, that's how he knocked out Curtis Blades. He was going in for a a takedown and just hit him with an uppercut. I'd love to see the guy get the belt before John Jones gets up to heavyweight. Because until I'm proven wrong, there isn't a man on this planet that can beat John Jones on the octagon. I know he. some people thought he lost, was it, I think the Dominic Reyes fight? So you have that or Santos. I think it was Reyes. But I know a lot of people think he lost that fight. And he may have. You know, but don't go to the distance unless you're going to, you know, be the champ. But I just really think he was just playing with his food, man. Shit was too easy for him. He got bored. I mean, I'm glad he's moving up to heavyweight. It's going to be a much bigger challenge for him. Him and Francis is going to be an epic fucking fight. But until someone proves to me wrong... I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to lose. We, I mean, we'll we have to see how going up to heavyweight affects his speed and cardio. But from the pictures he put out and the video I just saw today of him sparring, he looks huge. He obviously still has the reach. You can't lose that. He's not going to forget how to use it. He's going to have more power, hopefully. The cardio is the only thing I'd really worry about. But we might see the old John Jones finishing people, not going the distance. I mean, maybe maybe the lack of cardio won't affect him at all. But I, I, I think that'll be the case, honestly. I think the UFC heavyweight division is probably about to get run through. UFC has some good fights coming up, but the NFL is crazy right now. Basically, if you are a starting quarterback in the NFL, on a team that didn't make it deep in the playoffs, you're one out. Now, I'm usually on the side of the players 100% but this is starting to feel like it's getting a little bit out of hand. I understand a few of them. Deshaun Watson, for example. He's on a team that traded away his best receiver and one of the best in the game for basically nothing. They then publicly deny his trade request while releasing J.J. Watt and Duke Johnson. I get they recently signed a lar- long- large long-term deal but I'm assuming he signed that thinking that the Texans plan to build around him and go for a Super Bowl. Not totally implode and fire a coach and GM. And today they finally said, they're still being vague though, it's weird. They said, Deshaun will not be a Texan long term. The fuck does that mean? But anyway, I get Deshaun Watson. But these Russell Wilson rumors are weird. They're strange to me. I mean, he is the most sacked quarterback in the league, but, but it just feels very sudden for all of this to come out. Apparently, he was in Roger Goodell's box during the Super Bowl, and after watching the Chiefs O-line get demolished, and thinking, oh shit, that looks like me, no wonder we can't win a fucking Super Bowl. He called up either Pete Carroll or the GM, can't remember which one, and told them they need to fix the O-line if they wanted to make a legit run. I get that. Uh, I wonder though was he drunk was he being a dick on the phone I I mean I wonder how that goes I guess he didn't like the response though and was very upset if that's true I mean I totally get that right but I feel like there's a lot more to it than that it doesn't I mean which one would be easier logically fix your O-line or get a new Russell Wilson even if, they, even if they were to trade Russell Wilson to the Jaguars for that number one overall pick and get Trevor Lawrence there's no there's no replacing Russell Wilson. Trevor Lawrence might he might be legit, but he also might not. There's a lot more people who were supposed to be great and weren't. I personally think he'll be a Seahawk for a long time, but the rumors of him playing in New Orleans are pretty fun to talk about. I mean, could you imagine Russell Wilson? Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas. I mean, that's assuming the Saints wouldn't trade one of them for Russell. But if they had those three, would they instantly have the NFL's best three-headed attack? You could definitely debate it. I mean, think about... So I'm going to start with the running backs. What running backs are in Alvin Kamara's league? I would say Barkley. I would say Cook. I would say Zeke. Who am I forgetting? Oh, Derrick Henry, obviously. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Of all those guys, well, let's think about it. Christian McCaffrey, who's his quarterback? No one knows right now. Barkley, Daniel Jones sucks. Henry, Tannehill is pretty legit. Dalvin Cook, I'm not. I, I've never been on the Kirk Cousins train, ever. Zeke, Dak. That's very good. They would definitely have the best three headed attack, in my opinion. I just feel like when you throw Michael Thomas in there, well, you know, assuming that Russell Wilson can have the same production with Michael Thomas, that is a big if. Drew Brees is one of the best ever to ever do it. Period. But damn, it would be fun as hell to see, huh? Crazier things have happened. I mean, today, J.J. Watt signed with the Cardinals for a pretty big contract. I think it was like two year, $31 thirty one million, twenty something guaranteed. That one a little, that one surprised me a bit. I really expected him to go to an obvious contender. Not that not that Arizona is not there. Because they are. They got a great defense, especially now. Really, really good, solid young offense. But they're just not as sure of a thing as Tampa, Kansas City, or Green Bay, you know, for example. You know, I'm thinking about having a co host soon. I got my good friend Greg willing to come on and talk after I figure out a good way to record a phone, Zoom, or Skype call into AB3. But I can figure that out though. I'm gonna to try to have guests from time to time to help me bounce my ideas off of someone and have a real conversation. I think that'll work around. I think that'll work out a lot. So stick around for that, hopefully in the near future. In the meantime, I'm gonna keep kicking it solo and posting these out once a week for the time being. I truly appreciate everyone who tuned into this week's episode of Sports and Comedy with Connor. If you enjoyed, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to email sports and comedy with Connor at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Connor C Real And subscribe to my YouTube channel. Thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.